Our second reading is this famous passage from St. John's, where we have before us the perennial debate between faith and works. It wasn't just an issue in the Protestant Reformation. It isn't just an issue now between so-called social justice Christians and so-called traditional Christians. The interrelationship of faith and works is something that runs through the very heart of the gospel. Yet the particular way in which we define and debate the question of faith versus works would probably have vexed most Christians prior to the Reformation because they would have understood that the two ways or the two things are not meant to be separated from each other. That both faith and works are the outworkings of God's grace in our lives. The real question that should concern us is not whether I can live my faith without works or whether I can do works without faith. Rather, the real issue is what do my works, or the lack thereof, show about my faith. In the Gospel of Luke, Jesus says to his disciples, If your brother sins, rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him. And if he wrongs you seven times in one day and returns to you seven times, saying, I am sorry, you should forgive him. And what do the disciples say? They say to Jesus, increase our faith. Because it's the lack of faith that prevents us from forgiving our brother when he wrongs us. And that's not just true of the act of forgiving someone. Lack of faith is at the root of any and all of our failures to do the works of mercy and charity that the Lord commands. Nobody can say, I really have faith in Christ as my Savior, but I have trouble being generous to the poor. Or, I know that my baptism has destined me for eternal life, but I still lie and cheat and steal sometimes. Now let me be clear. Everyone struggles with sin in some way or another. To say that someone lacks faith is not to say that they have no faith at all. We could say more accurately, they have faith perhaps, but it's not perfected. They lack a certain completeness in their faith. Because faith and works, as St. James teaches, go hand in hand. You can't have an A plus in faith and a C minus in works. What prevents us or limits us in doing good works is a lack of faith. Because if we really have faith, a true, strong, and complete faith, good works will naturally follow. If we trusted as fully as we should that the Lord sees all and knows all, we would have no trouble forgiving our brother the second or the seventh or the seventieth or the seven hundredth time. We struggle to forgive because we imagine in our minds that our brother is just going to hurt us again. He'll sin again and he'll get away with it. We think to ourselves, there is no justice in this world except what I create. Either I hold him strictly accountable or he's getting the better end of the bargain because he did something wrong and now I'm forgiving him and yet I'm still hurting and he'll probably just do it again and again. But what are we forgetting? We are forgetting our faith. We are forgetting that the Lord is the true judge of souls, ours and everyone else's. If someone feigns contrition and takes advantage of our willingness to forgive, the Lord will know that and he will respond accordingly. If we forgive and we are hurt again, the Lord will know and he will reward our patient suffering. It's the same with charity. 
why aren't we more charitable? Because we're afraid. Afraid that if we give too much or too often, there won't be something left for us. That we'll feed others, but we'll starve ourselves. But we forget the words of Christ that he will provide for us. He said, even the hairs on your head have been counted. Do not be afraid. I tell you, everyone who acknowledges me before others as the Son of Man, I will acknowledge before the angels of God. The choice is not between faith and works. The choice is between trusting in what the world tells us, which is look out for yourself. Give only from your excess. Don't let anyone take advantage of you or trusting in Christ. In the gospel reading, Jesus took his disciples to the region of Caesarea Philippi, a city built by King Herod's son Philip to honor Caesar. It was a magnificent city in the pagan sense of that term. And against this backdrop, Christ asked his disciples, but who do you say that I am? Every time that we hesitate to live out our faith, to be more loving, to be more charitable, to be more forgiving, we are being asked that same question. But who do you say that I am? Our faith teaches us that Christ was the Son of God and that he died for our sins on the cross. And so we can, like him, give everything we have and not lose ourselves. Jesus could say, whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and that of the gospel will save it. When we have faith, we are no longer afraid of what will happen to us in this life. We're no longer afraid that what we do won't be seen or appreciated. We're no longer afraid of suffering. We're no longer fearful of giving or forgiving. That's the secret of the saints. They could love so much, they could do such good works because they had great faith. They could have joy even in their outward suffering because they knew the answer to the question, but who do you say that I am? Which is the only name that we are saved by. That is, you are the Christ. And only in this do we have any everlasting treasure.